Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. Today, I have a very special friend, talented rock star, Jimmy Swag. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm full of rock and roll. I'm ready. Yeah, 100%. I love it. You got the whole uh, persona. You got the whole look. Uh, so <laughs> you're someone I would definitely peg as a rock, rock star. Um, so I'm really honored that you're on this podcast. Um, you know, after being acquainted with you, uh, visiting Los Angeles recently, that was such a vibe, such a great time, uh, just seeing, uh, that side of, you know, the city, um, and, you know, our mutual friend and creative collaborator, yeah. Axel Arzola represent, you know, a close friend of mine, considering my brother, uh, he's helped me a lot. I'm sure he's helped you. Uh, he spoke very highly of you, um, as a musician and a friend and, um, honestly, your unique sound that you're bringing to the rock and roll genre, um, with this new release album, uh, St. Marie, which I believe you're wearing a shirt uh with the uh, yeah 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 man yeah i'm very excited and proud of it yeah for sure awesome that's awesome um so you know like obviously i I bring a lot of creatives on this podcast and a lot of people that um you know dabble in the arts and i'm always curious the first thing that comes to mind is you know why did they make this decision to pursue it um so i want to know first though why is music such an essential aspect of your life Man, I, I think it's just in my DNA, man. Uh, my dad's a musician. He grew up playing a trombone in a lot of traditional Mexican bands in Mexico. Um, and that was his dream too, of becoming a professional musician. Um, right. When he came to this, when he came to the States, um, just life, it, it didn't pan out that way. But um, since I was born, man, it's something that's, uh, it just been in my DNA. I feel like uh, I never, have really fought to, for that desire. Now, the, the dream aspect of it, that did seem like an impossibility from where I'm from and growing up. So at first it, it, it was just like a love for it an obsession, a passion for it. Um, years, years later, the, the decisions to make that a career, of course, but it's always been in my life, man. There's two constants that have always been in my life. It's uh, bodybuilding, working out and music. And those things that I have really practiced in for a long time, if not the majority of my life. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And that's, again, why I'm very excited about having this podcast with you, because I know that there's two kind of aspects of your life that you you've covered, right. And you embody really, yeah. um, you know, just meeting you and seeing your social media presence. Uh, and we'll discuss more of that. Um, and you touched on the fact that, you know, make turning this into a career, because a lot of people have hobbies, right? A lot of people have passions, but you went as far as I did with film to turn it into yeah. a career. So I want to know, when did you decide to turn this creative and obsessive passion into a professional career? Uh, I'd say about 12 years ago, man, it's been a, it's been a road. Uh, it's been a grind. <laughs> yeah. It's been a grind. Man. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but uh, like I said, man, well, I'm from Waco, Texas. I, I mainly got my start in music just in church, playing uh, contemporary music. Uh, what really jump-started my, I guess you could say, belief that a, that a career was possible was my ex-wife. Um, yeah. I had gone to together with her when we were kids, basically. She had al- always been a singer, too. Mm-hmm. And once we, we got together... Uh, she was really adamant about pursuing it as a career. She went to a community college to get a little more education in music. But then after a few years, she was like, hey, I'm ready to do this. Um, And so at that point, we had gotten just married and she was bugging me to just help her out, you know, because at that point it was just guitar. I was just 
playing, dabbling in guitar. Right. And and I figured, you know, I, I'll just help her out um, in a few gigs here and there until she finds a band. And then that was my mindset, not knowing that that change that would change my life. Right. And so, but like I said, even that man, my my growth in music has been very very gradual and thank god that it's been up but it's it's been very gradual like you said it has been a grind i've i've had to work on my patience which i have you know yeah. because of that my, I've, I've that's one of my strengths now but at the time man there was probably about three years of that with her and and then during that process that passion for music started to really grow again Cause I had let it go, man. I, I thought it was just a passion and a chapter in my life. And so the dream of really pursuing music, I didn't see how to do it. So at the time yeah. I was really con concentrating on academics and sports. Um, but through my ex-wife, once we started getting that going and that passion really busted open for me, um, I, that's when I decided, I was like, Hey, we need to do more of our own stuff, like original stuff. And then, that was really the birthplace of what was to become our first band together. Right. And then after that, um, it was just on. So it was, it's been about a 12 year process, man, of being in bands and then uh, eventually leading me to my, my own solo career uh, today. Yeah, that's awesome. What, what a story. I had no idea that it started that far back and also with, um, you know, a relationship, an ex relationship that you had. You're saying that you cultivated this passion with your ex-wife and you created mm -hmm. a band together. Wow, that was amazing. But the fact that, you know, you proved it to yourself, it wasn't just another chapter in your life or it wasn't just a fleeting passion. It was something that was with you always because uh, soon after, you know, um, that relationship kind of ended and you you continued with your own kind of direction. It stayed with you. Right. And you're, you continue to be a musician um, to this day. Um, would you say you, you were describing how like life got in the way? Um, and how it made you question if music was really your passion. Um, did you feel a sense of discouragement or a lack of motivation in the art form um, as opposed to you, as opposed to now, maybe that you're flourishing because you have maybe more of a focus? You know, like before I would say I had, it was more of like a discouragement than the challenges I face today. But back then, man, like it was more of discouragement because I just wanted to play music man. like, and, right. and the only avenue that I had was church and the church I grew up in they really made it very difficult for me to do so just a bunch of uh miscommunication a thing a bunch of stuff that I didn't agree with with the church and unfortunately unfortunately a lot of things that's just the character of the people there right. but the point is like um I never got an opportunity to just really be involved and so it was just discouragement man um discouragement and, and then Right when I was in the middle of college, uh, the worship leader at my church, who I actually looked up to, and mm -hmm. he's the one who taught me how to play guitar, um, came and told me that I wasn't going to be able to participate anymore because of me missing so much church. And at the time, I was missing because of school and things like that. And that really broke my heart, you know, and I didn't have any other avenue. I didn't have a band. I didn't have an, in, in Waco. There wasn't like a band scene or a music scene. Yeah. And so that really discouraged me. So that's when I just closed the, the chapter on that. And, you know, I will, I will I'll always credit my ex-wife for being the, the avenue to bring me back to music. Right. Um, because once, 
once I did, man, because I did, I feel very, very grateful for where I'm at today and fortunate because I did give music up. You know, I did give up that dream. Um, and thank God that I feel that I got another opportunity. Like I said, a few years later. And since then, man, I never turned back. Like it's been hard. Like my hardest times weren't even here yet, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but after experiencing that, those years of my life were, I really, those really, those really were dark years, man. Cause I felt lost. I felt like I had without knowing it, I felt it though, like that I had put to rest a part of me that, that was me, that is me. Yeah. And, um, but once I allowed myself and started to pursue, um, it's been a constant, uh, filling up of my heart, even through those, those difficult times, the fact that you keep going, you keep moving forward. Yeah. You do get, you do receive those things that are necessary to continue. Yeah, I know for sure. And, uh, I often describe it as that burning desire, right. Um, and it's constantly tested, um, in the environments that sometimes don't really like support, um, or cultivate, um, you know, one's passion for me, you know, growing up, uh, on the outskirts of Toronto, um, you know, it, it's suburban town, even Toronto itself, like only until recently, like the music scene with Drake and helping promote it and making it mainstream and what it is, um, you know, being a filmmaker, it wasn't really, uh, something that I felt, uh, included or felt supported by, um, you know, the way I grew up. It was, you know, just focused on, you know, getting a uh, degree, a university degree, getting a career um, and then building a family. And then <laughs> that's it. Right. Wrap up your life. But I always yeah. had this, like I said, burning desire uh, to do something more, um, whether it's pursuing your dream, your passions, um, you know, following your heart. Um, I always felt like, you know, what's the point of living? What's the point of life if we're always just following what everyone else did beforehand? You know, what if we could be the ones to change it up? you know, be the ones that uh, define the generation, if you will. Um, so I really kind of relate to everything you're saying. And I kind of uh, empathize um, because I know it's not easy, especially as a creative. Yeah. And you said it, man. I, I believe it starts there, right? It, it's the belief. You got to believe it first. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. You, you got to believe in yeah, yourself well, first before it. Because yeah. they. I used to hear like my heroes talk about that. Like you got to believe in yourself. No one else is right. It's kind of like with relationships, right? You got to love yourself before someone else can love you. and I never taken that to heart until I actually like really went for it. You know what I mean? Like really went for the dream. And I'm sure you can attest to the same thing. It's like um, the first person that's truly going to believe is yourself. You're never going to get someone that's going to just throw all their, uh, you know, uh, chances at you. It's like, no, you got to really have the conviction within yourself to know that you um, can be crazy enough to, to make your dream happen. Right. I think that's, that's why we're in this situation um, because we believe we're, we're unique and special and we can offer something different for the world. Um, and I'm really happy that <laughs> you had the opportunity and you had the, the relentless ambition to, to keep pursuing it um, because that could yeah. get troubling. Yeah. That could get troubling, man. Like uh, explaining how you were coming from a church community and, you know, I can only imagine, I've never been part of something like that, but again, I can relate it to like being in a suburban kind of bubble, like um, neighborhood um you know that really doesn't support or see your vision all the way through but you would agree with me on this that only at the end of the day man only you can see your your vision right like only you can uh only you know what you want for yourself and you got to prove it to yourself and no one else right so that's really cool yep. man yeah for sure so um i guess it was just a matter of like like you said like over the last 12 years I'm sure you had your i'm sure you had your ups and downs but it's a matter of just hustling and finding ways um, did you find it was, um, 
like being part of bands that really like help push you along in your career and uh, granted you more opportunities or was it really yourself um, like writing your own songs and like, you know, constantly beating at your craft that really got you to this place? You know, it was all of it. And I think also too, what played huge was me and my ex-wife's relationship. Uh, we were very close and then right. we both, we both were in love with music. And I'm the kind of person, though, that anything that I that I do, I throw myself all into it. You know, I'll, I love it. Uh, I'm obsessive over it. So music, once I felt like those blinders were taken off again and I, I fell in love with music again, I was just constantly excited, man. So all I knew was, OK, we're starting this band. I want us I wanted to be the biggest that I that we could be, whatever that meant. Right. You know, and I want, wanted us to be the best that we could be. Yeah. And so because, because of the attitude, once we got going and I will say this, like from the beginning, we started gigging, gigging a lot, which I think helped. It helps mm-hmm. to get that practice in, gets you in front of people, different clubs. It, it just throws yourself out there, you know. And so I just started learning right away, man, and then learning the industry a little bit. And then once we, we went through that first year, that's when I had another like epiphany, like, wait a minute, I, I can do this myself because I was like. At first, I thought we needed a manager. It felt like the progress had kind of came to a slow, a slow burn, and and I thought we needed a manager. Or I thought there was these different aspects that. Right. After about a year, I just started taking the initiative, man, and the responsibility of learning how to book. What what does it mean to be a promoter? Okay, what does it mean to be a manager? And then so on and so forth through all the years of everything down from like because I've always written all the music even in with my ex-wife, like I wrote everything. Yeah. And so even learning how to develop her, because at the time, that's how I viewed it. I see, I saw her as like the main star, the main artist. And so my focus was like, how am I going to develop this person to the, to the, the best of their abilities? How am I going to shape them, shape the image? So all these things that I was finding out, doing research, learning through other people, through mentors, uh, so I dove all in. And so by the time I get to when me and my ex split up, I did. I did almost quit music at that point uh, because it was very devastating to me uh, on all fronts. I mean, you know, not just musically, but my entire life and feeling like, man, did did I miss it? Did, did I mess up? Is this not it? Yeah. Um, but after sitting with that for a few weeks and really just sitting with myself, uh I realized, no, I, I do love music. I do absolutely love it. And I do believe in myself. So all of those years that I had invested in learning, I just started now for the first time in my life, just put focusing it and channeling on me as an artist. Yeah. Uh, and, and although I had like, you know, a ton of experience performing and all these different things, it was more like a supporting role, uh, a guitarist or, or that sort of thing. And so oh, you were never and, the front man, you're saying? No, I was never the front man. She was the right. singer. You know, she, she was the front man. Oh, and, the, the um, band you created, sorry, with your ex-wife, yes. Yeah, so the bands, like, that I did would were really, I started with her. So then I would build the band around her. And okay. so when, even, when, even when we moved to L.A., um, I reinvented ourselves, too, you know, because at the time right. we were transitioning musically. And I was constantly searching, always lurk, looking for ways to be better uh with her 
on that. So I think that's what gave me also the experience that I use today to see myself from another perspective of like, what is Jimmy swag? Okay, what do you need to work on here, man? What, what, what does that look, look like? So on and so forth, where I can look at myself in that way and be honest to continue to better myself. Yeah, no, it's important. I, I like that you said you had to reinvent yourself, especially coming to a Los Angeles. Um, you see it many times on the music scene or really any um, you know, for, form of art um or any industry right like you have to constantly be um, improving on yourself and developing your craft um you know how you present yourself to the audience as well um but one thing that i really like noticed um and a lot of creatives that's why i love doing this podcast is because i bring on uh individuals of our caliber at our level you know up and coming right um on the rise kind of thing they have to be autonomous right they have to really like govern themselves and make decisions themselves and that's something that I've been experiencing, you know, uh, heavy handedly uh, with a lot of projects that I do, you know, clients I deal with. I'm the manager, I'm the agent, I'm the publicist, yeah. all these different things. And, you know, it's tough. It's a grind. Like, that's why I use I take that word very seriously when I mention it to you. I don't say it lightly. It is really a grind because there are days when you just want to bang your head against the wall. Um, but at the end of the day, I really do believe like it serves us, you know, for the better, it makes us stronger. Um, and that's something, again, you're an advocate of both uh, mentally and physically about being, you know, a, a strong, um, persevere, um, kind of individual, um, that kind of like, you know, embraces the pain, you know, and, yeah, I mean, uh, it, yeah. and when you, I, I think for me too, what I use in my head as an advantage is I've lived that way, not pursuing my real dreams. I know right. how that feels, you know? And so these these days the toughest thing i i ever face doesn't compare with the thought of quitting because i i quit already i had i already lived that life and, and you know like that I said, feeling yeah yeah man so it's it's for anybody listening the the relief that you may get from that momentary of i'm gonna quit and do something comfortable it's not gonna last and it's it's gonna leave you just a deep hole so it's always great to continue because you can, you can take another step. If you just think right. of it that way, like sometimes we're running, we're fucking running that yeah. day, you know, and other days it's just one step, you know, and that's okay. But that's okay. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot actually. Yeah. Cause on my darkest days as well. Right. Um, you know, I'm experiencing them recently too. It's like uh, as long as I just get, pick up myself, you know, get out of bed and do something um, whether it's toward my dream or for myself um, that's a win right? That's a win yeah. against doing nothing at all. Um, and, you know, I'm going to get into now like your whole like uh, <laughs> fitness regimen and, you know, your yeah. active lifestyle, because I really respect that. And I, and I wholeheartedly mean that because um, I, I go to the gym, uh, maybe not as <laughs> intensely or rigorously as you, but I still go every morning. Um, and I push myself because even if I have a day that I haven't been productive um, at my craft at my dream, because that's what I consider to be a metric of success <laughs> for the day. I know in my heart that I've done something with myself that uh, will will better my well being, right? Um, so getting into now, like, you know, your, your lifestyle, your, your fitness lifestyle, um, you're very, uh, you're a relentless advocate yeah. uh, for going to the gym and staying fit. And simply viewing your profile, you know, you can't dismiss that you have an incredible dedication toward music, as well as your consistent days working out. I want to know, why do you avidly preach a fitness lifestyle to your audience? I feel like um, I stumbled into the deeper meaning of it very early on. I started working out when I was 13 with weights. 
but as far as being active, I was always an active kid, very, very young, um, uh, extremely active. And I always knew that, that I wanted to eventually look like my toys, you know, I didn't (laughs) know what that, I didn't know what that meant. But again, that's one thing that since I was born, I can remember I've had this curiosity and passion for, but anyways, once I got into lifting, um, I got my ass kicked, man. Like it wasn't uh. easy. That it, it didn't come for me easy at first. My introduction was through football. Okay. And and in Texas, um, high school football is like very serious. You know, people take it very serious. Right, right. And so the the competition level, uh, as in those kids, it's it's very high as well. But it's exciting. I felt like it was exciting to be in that mix. But I really got my ass kicked. Uh, probably the first two and a half years from thir- from like 13 to almost 16 when it came to that um but after that um I was again man I, I just threw myself into it I, I I knew I wasn't doing well at first and what I mean by well I meant like I felt like I was weak and it was very embarrassing hmm. and it, it felt like uh but all these different things that people starting out feel like that are normal I see now uh don't realize that those things are normal right and so um that's why i have a passion too for helping people understand the mindset of like it's okay and how to work it to work through it but anyways um it was mentors man i had very early on coaches and bodybuilding mentors right that taught me so by the time i'm 20 man i already have seven extensive years of experience you know i i didn't stop and i didn't stop asking questions i didn't stop searching for answers sometimes that led me to books magazines diet plans Mm -hmm. and this was like really before the internet and so i literally had to go to like the library or the magazines or search out certain people or if there was a gym and i saw somebody i would go talk to them i would go ask you know right and so um Early on, these mentors that I had taught me the valuable lessons of beyond just the physical and beyond the strength and beyond the weight. And so the way that they did that was taking me through some brutal uh, workouts. Hmm. But at the same time, it's almost like they were walking me through of what was going on of like, hey, this this is something mental. And so for me, I, I tapped into the idea of like, wait a minute, this, this feels very much like life. This feels very much like a simulation of life. And so once I started to connect the dots of like, okay, what does it mean to push beyond the barrier in the gym? When you hit those walls in the gym, the consistency in the gym, the visualization, all these different things, I was like, holy shit, man, this is like life. And so once I made that connection and started to apply that, that to the gym. And what I mean by that is like visualizing, what do I want to look like? Right. What do I want my, my entire body? What does that look like in, in a workout? So right. visualizing my workouts the night before writing everything down, um, not just my workouts, the sets, my measurements, and then in the gym, uh, asking myself before I start, how far am I willing to go today? Am yeah. I willing to go to the, to the pain threshold and then how deep in there? And what I started to learn then is like, if I, if I was willing to take myself through that pain, I realized like, wow, outside of these doors, I can face anything 
because it's it that's life life is pain you're gonna have setbacks yeah um you're gonna go through things you're gonna feel emotional physical pain in this world this world is tough this yeah. world is hard yeah and so i found that i'm a i'm a big advocate because i feel like the gym is a huge tool for everyone that's that that you can tap into and it and for me man it's not even i've had friends in the past say hey i want to work out with you because i want to get am i going to be able to get a, a bench of this much yeah. or a squat and, and i'm like you know what i don't ever think about numbers you will but just and <laughs> as cheesy as it sounds man it it is it is about the process when you fall in love with the process the numbers or the results or the money and trust me, I'm still working on a lot of these things too, but it, it comes, it yeah. comes, but it's, it's settling your mind. And so that's why, man, I feel like I encourage everyone. And anytime anybody has the opportunity to be around me in that, uh, I'm passionate about infusing that knowledge because that's power, man. That's power that we possess and the gym and pain like that, it, it allows you the opportunity to tap in and practice that's really how i see it yes you you're gonna get the, the body that you want but really the lasting effects of that body only come if you turn that into a lifestyle and only come through the discipline yes. and only come through forming then the mind right so it's not just like i'm gonna go to the gym i'm gonna lift it won't happen that way so once you start to formulate all of those concepts that you're learning in the gym for this physical body if you can just change now, then the perception that that's exactly like take it outside of here and do the exact same thing. And you're going to get the results you want. And so that's what excites me. And that's what I love teaching everyone. But at the same time, it does come through some pain, you know, it does yeah. come through some, some sacrifice and dedication. No, no, for sure. And you said some uh, really valid points there. Uh, I've always seen the gym too, like as a metaphor for life. Uh, and the more I consistently train, uh, the more I realize, you know, how it can be learning lessons, right? Um, one being, especially I keep bringing up the con the, the term pain, um, but that's what it is, right? As you get older, I'm, I'm for myself, I'm just <laughs> experiencing it now. Um, life is painful. Life is really cruel. And, and, I, and I, have a, I have an expression every time I work out that I take it outside the gym too. And right. I always say, settle into the pain, embrace it. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, a lot of times people want to maybe face off with it or run away from it. Right. But I, ha I have a, a different perception of it. I, I, it's more of like, like the, the ice bats, you know, like, Hey, learn, learn how to settle into it. Exactly. Learn how to em embrace it. Because if, if you can learn to do that, that's when you really will tap into another superpower of yours. And look, people use the gym for different matters, right? At the end of the day, like we're, we're discussing about uh, using it as a platform to embrace the pain and uh, remedy yeah. the, that, that uh, feeling in our bodies. For me, like I, one thing is uh, more so than the pain, it's like anxiety or any time I like, you know, dread the day. Um, I have like some sort of physical sensation in my legs. It's, it's kind of strange, but like when I have anxiety or anything like that, stress, and when I go to the gym, it all vanishes really. It's still there. It's still present in my mind about, you know, there's always those, that fear, the, the concerns of things, um, ha not happening a certain way, or if there's like a deadline I'm facing or, you know, uh, situations with the business, but at the end of the day, like, um, by choosing to go to the gym, I'm, I'm taking an active part in, 
you know, preventing anything from coming worse out of it, right? Like helping to um, attend to the situation as opposed to ignore it. And I think that's what you mean by going to the gym. It's like, it's helped you um, hit life head on instead of running away from it. And I think that's so essential, um, especially in this day and age, right? When we're bombarded by all these um, kind of negative influences or- Well, and then distractions too, you know? Like distractions, yeah. Like the gym helps you stay present. That's really how you're going to tap into everything and even the strength to- to gain that um what's the word um endurance endurance in this life to continue to like because i mean we all want to like get over certain things right like not yeah. not have to feel like certain things knock us down yeah. all the time yeah. you know so but that's how like being able to like learn and practice how to hey these distractions i can boom and be present and i feel like that's what the gym also helps me and i feel like helps anyone do it's a meditative experience, really. That's what I describe it as. Because I like what you yeah. said, where it forces you to be present, be focused in the moment. Um, because I doubt you're thinking about your math exam or <laughs> your concert coming yeah. up uh, when you're yeah. lifting weights, especially the weights that I've seen you lift. So it's like, uh, you just are forced to just be in the moment. And that's yeah. what human beings, especially our generation, is just uh, so, um, so find it so challenging to do, right? It, it's just be so focused in what we're doing today as opposed to what we did yesterday or tomorrow. Um, cause that's what makes us essentially anxious, but, uh, no, I really admire your, your active lifestyle. And like I said, it's very Thank inspiring you. to see, um, you show both sides, right. Of your career. Like, you know, you're not just a musician, you're someone that endorses this, uh, fit kind of lifestyle and shows, um, the benefits, um, that it can provide an individual, um, if they consistently pursue it. And I love what you said. It's like, you know, going to the gym, you know, people look at it as like, oh, it's a trend. It's a fad. It's something that is seen on Instagram. People are posting this and that. But until you make it a lifestyle, until you make it a choice, right? It's just like eating right. Um, it's just like discipline for your craft. Until you make it part of who you are, your identity, you'll never see the optimal resu- results uh, that uh, can come your way, right? So it's like just have that mindset, have that mentality of because that's what I for me, I used to hate going to the gym. There are days, of course, that I don't feel like it or this and that things get in the way. Yeah. But now it's become right, man, like a routine. Now it's like, no, I have to go to the gym. Like the days I miss, I could tell it, I could feel it in my body. Like those two weeks I was in LA, I was, you know, slacking. I was having <laughs> a little bit too much fun with Axel and the boys. But <laughs> when I came back, I was like, let's get back to work. You know what I mean? Let's let's get back to yeah. work routine. And man, I know I mean, it- so go ahead. <laughs> I mean, and it, and it happens, man. Like, like I'll be honest, like for me, I, like I said, I have a lot of years experience, but this year I faced a lot of, uh, challenges, man, that even going to the gym, a lot of the days, like if I'm being honest, I didn't want to go. I didn't yeah. Your mind go. wasn't present. Right. And it affected yeah. your performance. Yeah. But again, when you do something, not just like you you understand why you do something in this life. So for right. me, I understand like, I don't, I know that I don't feel like going, but not going isn't going to benefit me. You know, it's only going to make this mentality that I, or this thought or this feeling, like I see it as like cleansing my soul. Like I got to clean, got to clean that shit every day. You know, right. and it may not, it may not be like waste for somebody or it may be running, but something physical, something that challenges you to the core. That's because that's what life is, you know? So, and we don't feel like it a lot of times we don't. And it's like, uh, just like anything else, right? Uh, like what I've been learning too, the most successful people, it's not that you feel like it all the time, but it's the actions that you do. You know, that's yeah. what determines the outcome. So 
it's learning to overcome, uh, like you said, meditation, even meditation itself, it's learning to overcome this physical body, this, this thing that gives us these feelings that want to overtake us with these addictions, these emotional these demons, addictions, yeah. you know? No, for sure. And that was well said, right? Like, and that's why I keep relating it back to discipline because uh, a lot of successful people that you hear, you know, they don't always feel the motivation, right? Motivation isn't like all, um, consistently present in their life. Um, it's through their active discipline, through their dedication toward whatever it is that they're grinding it out at, um, that they receive that motivation, right? Um, that this, it's comes out of discipline itself, right? It's not the other way around. Yep. It's just like happiness, right? It's like, Success doesn't come, happiness doesn't come from success. Success comes from happiness, right? You're happy in this moment, this, at this hour, as we're speaking on this podcast, right? It's not, I'm going to be happy when I'm famous and rich and blah, blah, blah. It's, I'm happy right now. I enjoy what I'm bro, doing. And that's, and that's honestly, that's why I kick my own ass in the gym, bro. Like, like, I feel like that I have to do that in order, uh, I guess you could say like I preach to myself and yeah. anybody, anybody tells you that has worked out with me will tell you the same thing. I don't just. I'm there in your face. Like I said, I, I'm passionate because what I'm doing is I'm wanting to help you mentally. So as we're going through this workout, I'm reminding you, depending on, you know, who I work out with, like why you're doing it. Like, so those things seep into like, Hey man, we're breaking down things here for the betterment of ourselves when we leave this gym so we can face this world and feel like we have the confidence and you hear that a lot, right? Yeah, when people change change their bodies, and for sure, you're like man, my confidence. That's that's really that's a really deep seated philosophical thing, man. And so, like, if you can just become aware of those concepts and become aware of those things that are happening, when you you really do transform your life. So when you leave the, the doors of that, that confidence is through the roof for you to act different. Yeah. And I love that because essentially what you're doing is callousing their mind, callousing your mind and their mind as you train them, um, because it's a mental game. As much as people think of the gym as a physical game, you proved it to yourself. If you go there and you're not present, you're not in the moment, you're, you're feeling discouraged, you won't be performing as well. And it's happened so many times. And I've read so many articles where they've proven scientifically that the only way to see results, the only way to really uh, get an optimal performance is to have your mind present as much as your body. Um, and to be yeah. in the moment. And I love that you take in those measures by like, you know, preparing yourself the night before visualizing yourself, how you want to look, because that's all necessary uh, to getting to the goals you want to achieve. So I really, really uh, commend you for this, uh, you know, for, for this whole like uh, fitness lifestyle that you preach. Yeah, uh, so yeah, everybody listening to this, uh, definitely <laughs> keep hitting the gym. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, getting back to now the music, um, your newest yeah. album, St. Marie, um, illustrates a vivid portrait of your mind as an artist and your capability of storytelling through music. And from listening to some of the tracks on the album, River and 3AM, I get the impression this album was uh, kind of like a personal tribute to your love of rock and roll and the people that helped define your artistry. Um, so I want to know from you, what was the creative process in developing this album and who served as a significant influence for its creation? Yeah, man, that's a deep, deep question. Um, but it'll start the, the motivation, the inspiration for all it, it's my late mother okay. at the time, this was 2020. Um, so right before the pandemic, I was writing, I got back to writing a lot of new music and nice. I was feeling fr frustrated, man. I was feeling like the Jimmy swag persona and all of that had, had really grown for me in the year that I had started it, but then it got too dark with all the personal things I was going through. 
and just letting my life not in a good way go wild you know and just now I see like it was I was trying to drown out a lot of the things and turn down the volume a lot of the things incorrectly and so um right before the pandemic I always use writing to just let my emotions out whether that's my journal or writing music right um, so for me writing music is very intimate and so I've been writing music then the pandemic happens and then shortly after that my mother passed away and then that whole year it was just a very challenging time for my family but the moment my mom passed away I knew instantly I knew I wanted to honor her and then right after that then the thought came I'm gonna do it musically and so it really just ha happened organically. You know, I had been working on these songs. I didn't know why. I, it wasn't like I had this plan of like, I'm going to put out an album. I'm gonna, I wasn't even thinking about releasing anything. It was more just writing. Right. And then that happened. And I got the idea to honor her in, in that route. And like I said, man, once I have the idea and I feel it, I go with it. And so it was... It took a while though, man. It took a while. It took, uh, <laughs> I can imagine, like, like almost what, like, a, almost like I'd say a year and a half for sure to get it done, you know, get it done with all the challenges of like with the different musicians and the COVID. And then for me, like the main guy, uh, shout out to Sharky, my brother and musical director. Right. Um, he, cause sometimes, man, I, I got discouraged. Sometimes I got frustrated. Sometimes I wanted things to go faster. Right. Uh, but the thing that we kept telling each other was like, we're not going to compromise art. And that's another thing that I told myself too. And I told him, I'm not going to compromise anything about my music anymore. Like right. it has to sound, it has to sound right. It yes. has to be, it has to be what I want it to be, or I'm not releasing it until it's that. It can't be a rush. And, yeah. Right. And however long that takes, and um, so we did that, man. And the inspiration for it, man, like I, it wasn't like I was necessarily musically listening to anything particular. Um, but just the thing that drove the entire thing was just my mother. And even the last conversations we had before she passed, of her encouraging me to keep going on this That's dream awesome. and to keep going with it. And then too, man, like I, I was just coming off of, of a recent breakup, like I said, with my, my ex-wife. So all these songs were just a bunch. They're real, man. They're real of like where I was at in my life, where I wanted to go in life, how I wanted to just see light in my life again. I wanted to heal. I was getting tired of feeling down. And so I just put it into my music. And um, it's very intense, I feel, of but that's my life in artistry. I think in general, the Jimmy swag, man, just the contrast of light, darkness, fun, intensity, yeah. all of that. And um, the tenacity to keep going. And so that's what this project is. And even from like the, that's an art representation of my mother. Right. Uh, all of it, man. I, I wanted to have something that I could say, you know, whatever happens in my life, um, I know that I have this piece of art forever that that i know that i i honor my mother with and to me that made me happy man and to me i knew that that's that was the ultimate way i could show honor my mother and show my love for her in, in the musical way because like i said when even when things were got very difficult 
for me and even her and because it was a lot it was about a five-year battle with her health you know but even when things no one else believed she did she she believed in me she was the one encouraging me even as a kid was always encouraging me and cultivating those ideas of mine and my passions and and so it, it is in large part to her that I found myself still doing music you know and so uh, from that point there were times, man, I, I, I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't, I didn't want to do anything. Just I feeling like it. this overwhelming filming of, of, okay, I had to start over again, this breakup, and then my mother and all these other family members passing away. And sometimes like, what's going on here, you know? But whenever you do have like a very deep why, why am I doing this? And for me, that that was family. That was realizing myself not just for the material aspect of it but uh myself as a person that's what helped me like continue on with that as well yeah no I, I would never like you know dare to um kind of be in a situation where I would uh compare with someone's misfortune or their loss um because it sounds like you went through a lot yourself but at the same time I can relate um with my own kind of uh path um, more so like to like a breakup or like a relationship not working out I kind of understand what you mean by like starting new starting afresh um, and as exciting as it might sound to some people um, I can just sense from your tone that it was very challenging it was a different kind of starting fresh it was more like you were lost you were trying to figure out uh, who Jimmy Swag was again and identifying with that and that's why I wanted to bring up uh, and I was discussing, you know, he heavy on that subject about your ex being involved in the creative process and the music process. For me, it was more like I really didn't discover my identity or my capabilities as an artist, as a filmmaker, until I was able to separate from that. Now, everyone's relationships, how they ended were different, right, for different reasons. But um, I just felt like I was never able to, like, assume my own identity um, without taking the time for myself and pursuing things on my own and taking the path take having the courage to take this journey alone I, I feel like a lot of people fear that do you feel this is something that you can resonate with Jimmy like it, if it wasn't for these moments in your life you wouldn't have gotten to this point absolutely and it's so hard I because I, I start to think about myself as a teenager I'm like damn bro like <laughs> there's a reason why you you hear these things a lot right of like because we could we could give somebody the answer and sometimes in our arrogance of youth right. we think like I, I got it or i can muscle through anything but as i it does resonate with me because as i sit here today as a man and looking back i was like you know those things were necessary for, for me to go through as an opportunity because i could have taken i couldn't taken i could have taken different paths or made different decisions along the way but who I am today, I'm super proud of who I am today as a man, more than anything else, even as an artist. And awesome for that, I'm I'm grateful for. And but that came through the challenges, man. They came right. And and, and when when I say challenges, I also mean failures, my own failures, a lot of mistakes that I made. Uh, yet the the wisdom and the growth came uh, when I took accountability when I was responsible and said, this is everything that's happened in my life is because of me. And so that even accelerated my growth exponentially is just saying, no, the power's within me, the good and the bad. And so that, that, that does resonate with me because I do want people to realize that, that 
Okay, don't be put off by challenges or even if you're going through challenges now or even if you've made major mistakes, that's, that's still okay. That's still part of, you're still writing your story. It's in how you perceive it and, and, and the visualization again of the future. Otherwise, if you keep putting yourself down or feeling down or feeling like, fuck, I messed up, you're just continuing the cycle of the past life. Yeah. But understanding, like, I think what's helped me too is realizing, hey, change the perception. Uh, in order to win, you need losses. In yeah. order for that next that next sunshine, you need the darkness. It, it's okay. So understanding those things of life has helped me maneuver with more ease at when I face challenges. Yeah, and I always like relate it back to the gym, like especially because we're having this conversation. Um, you know, when you have a fit body, you know, hard body kind of thing, you all, it's a reflection of the hardship you've endured, right. To get to that mm -hmm. level of fitness. And that's like with your career, right. Any successful person, the reason why they're revered and admired, obviously it's the work that they produce, uh, the talent that they acquire possess. I mean, um, but the reality is, is people, human beings are fascinated by the, what they had to endure. What was their journey like? And as much as I was always like hard on myself, you know, oh, why do I have to deal with this? I don't believe this guy has to deal with this. Maybe it's just me. When I take a step back, as I said, it's going to make for a better story because these moments are going to harden me. They're going to make me uh, stronger and more capable of withstanding any obstacle that I face. And I think that's uh, a great mindset to have, uh, Jimmy, like, you know, that that.